And a good day to you, Faden. A good day to you, Dale. It is a good day, and it's a great day to talk about games. Welcome to On It Radio, where we do just that. Do we? We talk about some other stuff, too, but largely games. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yep. That, that's we right. didn't play anything this month, though, so we're uh, short on words. Wait, we played something this month. Oh, yeah, we played Tunic. Yeah, but before Tunic, what other game did you play this month? I played a lot of... What else did I play this month? Um, oh, I played a lot of Dune, the board game. <laughs> yeah. 1974, I think. This is the second edition, though, which came out a couple of years ago. How are you liking Dune, the board game? Dune, the board game is probably the coolest board game I've ever played. It's definitely one of the most interesting things with asymmetrical uh, gameplay. Each faction is totally distinct from the other. Uh, they've got their own abilities and they respond with different parts of the game uh, and kind of have their own goals to win. It really is a free-for-all game control of Arrakis. Be the spice. Let it flow. Or if you're the Fremen, um, make sure that that doesn't happen and return greenery to the wonderful planet Arrakis. It's really great. We played a lot of it, me and Faden. That's right. We, um, we played a ton of it. Yeah. It's it's so cool. It's really don't get. It's not the one with the Timmy Chamelays and the Oscar Isaacs and the Duncan Idahos. Wait, Jason Momoa. <laughs> it's the one with all the white people on it. Unfortunately. Yeah, that one is. Uh, they had a very specific vision of Fremen, huh? <laughs> I guess. Who's your favorite faction? My favorite faction has to be the Bene Gesserit. Their special ability is predict who wins the game. I, he has to have been on some sort of something, right? Probably. Famously, Frank Herbert. Notorious weirdo. Notorious weirdo Frank Herbert. I was watching an interview with him, and he was talking about how much of a nerd he is. And he was like, yeah, other writers, they wouldn't go get those details. But me, I got those details. You know why? Because I care. Because that's important to me. And I was like, wow, this guy is just, he a names weirdo. the main character Paul. Yeah, wow. he names his main character Paul. These other writers didn't think of this. No. Being so brave. So brave. It's such a controversial name. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> what did you play this month, Faden? You know, I, I played a lot of Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Oh, yeah, you got your GameCube back the other month and have been just diving headfirst into that nostalgia pit. Games used to be real good, generally. Yeah. I mean, games are still kind of good, but games used to be real good. Yeah, consistently. I really like the uh, most recent Paper Mario, the Origami King. It was fun, but mm -hmm. Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door hits different. It's a very simple RPG, but I didn't catch all the, like, gangster jokes oh and references to a goomba being a fixer and disposing of a body i believe i gave him a package that i presumed carried some sort of body part uh-huh he told me not to ask him where he gets it or ask him what he's doing with it <laughs> yeah that's a little suspect there's a piranha plant that is a not a piranha plant what are those island delfino people called from sunshine uh dolphin i don't know dolphins dolphins 
dolphin heads. Anyways, the dolphin heads. One of them is just a Don Boss, Godfather <laughs> style. You come in here on the day of my daughter's wedding. It's pretty much that. Marlon Brando. I, you know, it's a fine Marlon Brando. Thank you. If you try to be more bi with it, it'll work. Okay, I'll have to work that into the mix. Can't wait to... <laughs> Just stuff cotton balls in your mouth like he did. <laughs> right, right. That's what I'm missing. Yeah, you're missing the cotton balls. Damn, that must have been hard. Anyway, I love I love Paper Mario. Paper Mario's great. It's nice little 2D graphics. Very paper. Much cardboard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much construction paper. Um, oh, Peach. I do find it is interesting that Peach is basically in a weird situation where a AI computer watches her for a bit. You just observes. Just observes. You go into the bathroom. I don't know if you have to take a shower, but I took a shower, which triggered the robot saying, hey, Peach, come over here. And oh. you discover that this robot is learning to love. And I'm just wondering, did he watch Peach shower and fall in love then? Because that's weird. <laughs> that's really weird. Why is this computer is... doing this in this Paper Mario game? I'm not sure. Haha, <laughs> teenage boys, maybe? It, but it's like Peach is like also guiding the robot, teaching the robot what loves means. And... She is even like, hey, you're a computer robot. I am a human. This does not work fundamentally. Our parts are not compatible. No. <laughs> but I, I guess the AI will learn about love. I cannot remember where this plot line goes. It's been too long since I played this game. Well, yeah, maybe by our next uh, episode you'll have it finished. Maybe, or I'll talk about something else old and weird. Probably both. Probably, probably both. You know, it kind of reminds me of old things, though. Would it be, by chance, the game we played for our game club this month podcast? It, it would definitely be Tunic, for sure. Oh, if you're just tuning in, people can't do that. It's a podcast. You have to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> Whoa. Canonically. But you if have you to are just tuning in. <laughs> If you've skipped around and just found this segment of the podcast, we here at On It Radio played Tunic. We got to do, see, for people who are new here, we got to do our next segment, though. Oh, yeah, 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 30-second summaries. Yeah, we got to do our elevator pitch. And I think it's your turn? It is, unfortunately, my turn. You did do the Elden Ring voice last month. I did do the Elden Ring voice, <laughs> yes. 
Also, fun fact about the Elden Ring episode, if you're listening to this, ignore everything we said about the lore. It has apparently changed in the community of people's what? interpretation. I don't want to get into it, but basically everything we said is either wrong or right. It's kind of hard to tell. Great. Love that. 10 out of 10. Anyway. Uh, All right. You got 30 seconds. Starting right about now. Okay. So have you ever just been walking through Blockbuster and you just kind of spy off in the distance this weird NES or sorry, SNES box has this little creature on it, little fox kind of wearing a green little tunic, has a purple scarf, sword and shield, and he's going, hiya, pointing the sword to the air. Then you go and like, damn, that looks like a sick Super Nintendo game. However. Time. Oh, fuck. However. <laughs> However, it was not a Super Nintendo game. <laughs> no, it came out this year. It came out this year. Tunic was by uh, some guy. Landfall. Landfill. Land Publish. Cloud Plush. I've just thrown out names at this point. Oh, the designer was... Andrew Shuldice. Shuldice? Yes. Andrew Shuldice. Sorry if I'm butchering that name. Even more sorry if you're listening. Maybe? I mean, we have a lot of good things to say about this game, so maybe not. We do. Stick around, Andrew. We're going to praise you so much. Yeah, our devoted listener, Andrew Shuldice. Sorry I'm butchering your name. Compose? I think this is important. The composer was Life Formed. Life Formed and one other, right? There was a Junie. Hmm. I'm not seeing it. Oh well, in the in the end credit scroll, it listed another as collaborator. Collaborator, but Life Formed is credited on the uh, YouTube music album, which I spent a lot of time listening to. Yeah, let's talk about the music first. I think that'd be a great place to start. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. You know when a song feels like a warm hug. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's memory of memory right there. Memory of memory is the first piece of music you hear when waking up into this world. And it just, it, for for me, for, for someone with the frame of reference of, I played older games growing up, learned like what an N64 was, what an NES was, what a Super Nintendo was, as the GameCube and the PlayStation 2 were kind of the current. Enjoyed all of it as much as I could. But there's still this nostalgia attached to growing up with old games for me because of because of that and when you hear these these saw wave plucking chords it just it brings you right back it it sounds it sounds like the perfect mix of modern production and the old sounds of super nintendo chips and and uh even nes chips at some point but i would even like to point out it doesn't i don't no, if any of it's really chip-tuned, right? Not truly, no. It just has the similar it's... sounds. Yeah, yeah. They build into these pads. It's mostly uh, uh, synth pads, which is like a longer form uh, uh, instrument. Uh, 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 this is not the place to describe the difference between a pad. No, this and... is exactly the place. <laughs> I'm fascinated. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it, the idea of a pad sound is that it has many layers to it um, and, and, and is meant to create uh, a more depth to the sound in, in, in so many ways. 
uh, it creates uh, layers. It's it's a pad of layers to add to the percussion and to the melodies and the harmonies. And uh, it, <laughs> that is brought to the forefront in this song, Memory of Memories. It's it's the very first thing you hear is this arpeggiating, back and forth, lilting kind of, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It is, it feels like when I imagine A Link to the Past music, I don't imagine in the exact chip tunes. I imagine kind of in this fuller, more ethereal way where it feels like I'm just kind of grasping at a sound that like that has resonated with me for so long. Yeah. And this music captures the experience of imagining that. Whoa. Th- this game, I it works so heavily with nostalgia. Hey, that's really funny you say that word because that's the exact same word I have as my first talking point for this game. Nostalgia. This game pulls at every single nostalgic chord you may have. If you like video games even a little bit, this game is going to take something out of you and go, hey, remember? Remember? Remember. Remember the feeling. Not remember exactly what happened. This isn't like Shovel Knight. The the, the gameplay isn't... Like you couldn't make this on a Super <laughs> Nintendo. You you just couldn't do this game. No, it, it, it's a three D like clay graphics, very very beautifully sculpted polygon art. Mm-hmm. It almost kind of feels like a really smooth Nintendo sixty four game. Yes, just in the way it looks and kind of even plays a little bit. I really like that you say that this game feels the way remembering old video games like that that perfectly describes it it's the image you have in your head of playing a link to the past for the first time or of experiencing the ending of super metroid for the first time that grandiose kind of just i did it this was there i i experienced this that that is what tunic thrives on i think it's really brilliant that just the soft glow of the light. Everything is diffused and the light is scattered and just not harsh at all. Unless mm-hmm. it's in the specific areas where the light right. would be harsh. Where there is darkness and like in the cathedral, there's just spots of light that yeah. kind of stand out against a very like dour and dark background. Oh, light is another really big theme throughout the game with one of the first things you see being the colors red, green, blue, the mm-hmm. primary additives for 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 mixing um, in in the visual light spectrum, red, green, and blue are just throughout the whole game. They mm-hmm. return. You see them uh, as as particles floating in um, the the other world that you get transported to. You see them. Uh, all throughout uh, locked doors some of the will, some of them will be illuminated with the colors red green and blue this game just thrives on classic video game knowledge at one point there's this i don't know if you saw it but there was a little easter egg there's a nest cartridge in the game there's just a picture <laughs> of a nest cartridge just chilling out on some guy's chalkboard there it is there it right is there. that's that's it oh. T- tunic right in there and the best part, too, is when you open the instruction booklet, which that's a whole thing. But when oh, you open the instruction section. booklet and you press the controller all the way to the left side, you can see a CRT TV 
in the yes. background with a sprite version of the game as if it was just a game and we're remembering it. Yes. Yes. It's such a cool little nod. And even the, like, so in the game, there's this wonderful device that is the instruction booklet. It's, it's, an it's a gameplay mechanic. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. It it acts as, an, like, what, the manuals you'd get with games back in the day. The thick 50-page manuals that teach you how to play and maybe where to start off first because the games were so obtuse that you couldn't tell where to go sometimes. And what all of those little enemies are called. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that green blob with spikes on it. It's called a slorm. Okay. A slorm? What's that from? That's from Tunic. Oh. You didn't Yeah, the slorms are the 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 blobs that rotate at you vigorously. Oh, that's right. Slorms. I think I remember seeing that and just completely whiffed <laughs> by me. <laughs> it's yep. That's it's the slorm for you. I feel silly now. <laughs> Everything's in the manual. Come on now, Faden. Everything is in the manual, except a lot of the text isn't in the manual. Okay, maybe not in text that we can read. The important stuff, sure. But it's still in the manual. Yeah. Context clues. I mean, if you're remembering the manual back in the day, you're not going to remember every single word to those manual. You're just going to remember the important ones. Right. That A is your attack button. A is your attack button. Wait, is or it? that it's whatever you want it to be, honestly. <laughs> uh, I was like, I thought it was dodge roll. A is dodge roll, I think, now that you mention it. <laughs> A is your dodge roll. Yeah, we should kinda explain how this plays, probably. I think uh I think so. We've we've just gushed and gushed and gushed here with no direction. Let's put a nozzle on this and direct our flow <laughs> of love. Jesus. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> That's way too horny for Tunic. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, I'm not sorry. Okay, good. No apologies on this show. So it plays like Dark Souls. Um, kind of. Uh, um, no. There's there's the only... The, hmm. It's just the it dodge roll. Like, not even. Not even. It's just the when you die, you lose 20 bits. That's that's the only Dark Souls parallel. Yeah. Because you know what? Because you know what? Dark Souls plays like Legend of Zelda. Exactly. And this plays like a lot like Legend of Zelda. Like old-fashioned yeah. uh, is isometric? Isometric. Yep. Isometric, uh, top-down view, going through screens, except no screen transition. Really. Not really. The There are like three loading zones okay there's maybe more than that but for the most part the world feels truly seamless yeah it it, it has like the big loading zones but within those you're just kind of free to go and it, it's it's nice it is nice you go through this very familiar feeling world mm -hmm. um it's just a lush green with memories of memories the best song yeah. in the game playing uh, you find this little abandoned house. It's just feels it feels like you've seen it before because mm -hmm. well, you probably have. There's little wind chimes and a and a uh, um, what do they call those? A uh, wind wind thingy. What do they call those? <laughs> what? You know, the, like the, the it's got the north, south, east, west, and then like a chicken on top. Oh, oh, fuck! Uh, a wind directioner. 
A wi- yeah, a wind directioner. <laughs> it honestly looks like something you might have seen when you visited Kakariko Village for the first time in Super Nintendo's uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. And the house is exactly like every single hero house in those games. Yep. It's got just your bed and pretty much nothing else. <laughs> Maybe some accoutrements in the background, but not really. Not really at all. And throughout the game, you're just finding secrets. There's so many secrets in this game. Every single little like a corner feels like it could hide an item or a page to the instruction booklet. Remember how Link to the Past had that one secret waterfall that everyone talked about because it was hard to find? Mm-hmm. Pretty much every waterfall in Tunic has something behind it. <laughs> I, I've never felt more rewarded looking through waterfalls in this game. Oh. <laughs> Can I say that it feels so refreshing after playing Elden Ring to be playing a game where you get shit for breaking pots again? <laughs> oh, so cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I find funniest about all the FromSoft games is pots don't give you anything except for the rare instances where they might hide an item as a joke. Which, whatever, I guess maybe that's their haha, lol. We're not like Legend of Zelda. What are you talking about? It's still fun to roll through those pots, though. It is. I can't lie. So they nailed that. Insult to injury. As you go discovering these secrets through Tunic, um, many of those secrets are, in fact, the pages of the manual itself. The first thing you find on the island is one page to the manual that gives you just like the inclination that, oh, you're playing a video game about playing video games. Oh, oh. And you start looking at the manual and there's all these like hieroglyphs, actual characters you can't make out with a few English characters here and there and words. So I think one of them was the attack button. And the first page you get is probably just the basics of uh, how to move around, you know, your intro tutorial. I think it also told you where to go to find ring the two bells. That's where it's yes. like Dark Souls. That's the first Dark Souls things you got to do. You got to ring the two bells. <laughs> So I thought that was a homage to that. Just like Dark Souls. Yeah. (laughs) Bells to be rung. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just such a really good game. I've lost my train of thought. (laughs) It's really hard with this, too, because it feels so... There's so much, but also it's so simple. Yeah. And, And that feeling comes back to you dozens of times as you get more pages to the manual new things will become clear that you once had questions about and i can't think of many other games that create and sustain more importantly sustain that feeling of discovery throughout pretty much the whole gameplay experience i was pretty floored when i found out there was a heal spell i never figured out the heal spell i couldn't figure out that input it's i think you might have to go fast this secret just real fast yeah but yeah it's in the manual it's just right there as soon as you figure out what the line input means which is also in the manual how to figure out what that means (laughs) can we talk about silly moments yes (laughs) the manual has everything the manual has everything (laughs) and one time i was talking to faden about how silly i felt once I realized that the magic dagger was clearly labeled on the map. And Faden said, I, 
I do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I said, it's in the manual. <laughs> it is amazing. I have scoured that manual and I just miss things like that. It, it truly is on the map in plain, like there's a, an arrow pointing to the little cave that it's in and the text box outside of it just reads magic dagger with a picture of the magic dagger. <laughs> what does the magic dagger do? It freezes enemies. It's the, uh, it's ice. <sighs> that would have been nice. Yeah, that would have been, and especially if you find the magic dagger the first time you go to the West Gates, that would have been so nice fighting the ancient warrior, being able to freeze it in place. Yeah. Yes. I would have liked that. <laughs> I would have yes. liked that a lot. <laughs> and then you got the magic dagger for the siege engine. Another fight that would go so much better with ice. <laughs> I guess you also didn't have it. I uh, also didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I love about this game. You also can get a sword way early if you just know how to input the code at the golden golden door. Oh, yeah, that is pretty crazy. You can get that sword before. Well, it, it kind of hard lines you into it doesn't. the hero's you grave get, where you. You can get that sword, the second one. the The second one in in the garden. There is this. Uh, it's in the overworld, but there is this door, this golden door that has the sword. It's in. Is there? Are there three swords? Are there three swords? I found one in the western garden. Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, there's three swords, I guess. I found one Whoa. in the overworld behind like a golden door hidden underneath a bridge. <laughs> I, did, I never found that. I love this game. I love this game so much. It, this the amount of secrets that... Did you find any like weird toy thing? I did. I found about four of the weird toy things. And I also found the secret room where they are kept. I did not find any of that besides just one toy thing can i ask you what color did you paint your fox what did you find the room with the bells i'm sorry what there is a room in the main overworld just below the town where the the Mm -hmm. fast travel gate is uh it's kind of a hidden room but you go down and there are four like dressing room curtains and four bells oh my god and if if you walk behind the curtains, it changes one part of your color. Oh my god. What? You can change you can change your fur, your nose, your boots, and your suit color. What? Yes. I played through the game as a black fox with a purple suit and a purple nose. That's sick. Isn't that fucking cool? I've waited so long to tell you this. Oh my god. I feel like I need <laughs> to play this game again. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I I'm blown away. I mean, the I wouldn't want to change room. it because I think I just think the fox's character design is so fucking cute and perfect. It's just Link. It really it's just is. Fox it's, Link. It is Fox Link. Yeah, but with a little scarf. <laughs> it's a cute little purple scarf. It's so it's yeah it's cat or isn't it red? It's purple. Maybe you did walk through one of them. I'm is it purple sh- on the cover? It's purple on the cover. Okay, well, I believe you. I'm like a hundred percent sure, but now I'm doubting myself because that's just that's just me. That's my neuroses. <laughs> Either way, cute ass looking fox. No matter what color you make it, that is true. Did you? So if you didn't find the ice knife, then you never, <laughs> yeah, 
The ice knife, excuse me, magic dagger combines with the fire rod. And if you if you have them both equipped and you hit them both at the same time, you shoot ice bullets instead of fire bullets. What? Yes. That's sick. How'd you find that out? It's in the manual. I man, that manual must have been a fucking <laughs> written in code for me somehow. Like my brain specifically. Because I did not pick that up. I looked through that manual so much too. Especially I mean, I think the coolest thing about the manual is the golden path. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. Let's save the golden path until we start talking about gameplay. More yeah, focused, I guess, I guess story. Story, yeah. Yeah. What was what was your favorite area of the game? I think I think I have to say the quarry because that's when the game flips itself on its head really mm-hmm. and the facade so to say is pulled back. This game is cute until it isn't. <laughs> like finding out, you know, that the people who are here originally or whatever are being used to power the battery stones that like help yeah. you with objectives. Like I felt like that was like eh. I wasn't too wild about that. It didn't it didn't like make me go, oh shit. It made me go, huh, okay. Really? Yeah. I guess I guess I'm more sympathetic than you are, huh? Hmm. Oh yeah, you definitely are a better just, person. Just than jot me. that one down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't care. Oh man. Yeah, the you you reach a point in the quarry, um you're trudging through this area where you if you get too close uh, to this kind of leaking substance and you're not wearing the right protective gear, mm-hmm. your health bar is just going to get lower and lower and you're going to run out of maximum health and it, one hit is going to kill you. It sucks. Radiation. Uh, it's, it is. It's radiation. And then you learn that that radiation comes from the spirits of these creatures that kind of look like you, but a little more malformed and, and grotesque as though they've suffered some sort of abuse. And then you see one get crammed into the save stones you've come to learn how to pray at. And you're like, wait, what what, what am I doing? What happens to them when I pray at the statue? Am I, am I killing them? Am I releasing them? And then you move forward a little further and there's fucking thousands of them. Mm-hmm. Thousands of these statues of imprisoned spirits. Well, they're more oh, my like heart, my rectangular like blocks, right? They remind me a lot of uh, 2001 Space Odyssey monolith type. Yeah, something that makes sense. Monolithic. Monoliths, really. Yeah, they really are. They do let out screams when you activate them. Uh, yeah. They don't <laughs> so, sound like screams if you don't know what they are, though. Right, exactly. It just sounds like some mechanical techno sound, but then you realize, oh, shit, those are like screams, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of twisted, don't you think? A little fucked up. Wouldn't it be fucked up cute, if I huh? put this entire civilization in a stone? What if <laughs> what if I matrix these foxes? What if we're the bad guys for playing the game? <laughs> Fuck the rabbits, though. Yeah, those rabbits. Why are they shooting the fucking whatever they shoot at you? I like the concept of prey animals becoming predators. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Especially since you're a predator animal. Yeah, Canis Foxus. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, my favorite area, I think, in the game is the library. 
the floating in the sky library. Yeah. I love that place. That is. That's where the nest picture is. That's where the nest picture is. That is correct. It's also where a decent fight is. The librarian is a fun fight. That I had fun with that fight. I did. Some of the boss fights are tough. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about difficulty in this game, huh? Yeah. It was way harder than I thought it would be, but also as hard as an old game feels. Right. This game goes for the Nintendo hard. And I think I think it does well to achieve that without... Hmm. There are times where it's like, okay, f- come on now. But does only it, times. It's not the it's the exception, it's not the norm. Does it almost feel like though, when you're younger and you just couldn't beat a boss because your tiny brain couldn't wrap around the mechanics? <gasps> Did you kind of get that feeling? Because I got that feeling a lot, especially on the final boss. Oh my god, not until you just said that right there. Maybe that's intentional. I think it might be. Oh wow. Because you are right. This isn't hard in the sense of I make the joking comparisons of Dark Souls. This isn't hard like that. This is hard in the old-fashioned Nintendo bosses were just hard. Yeah, you're going to want some muscle memory if if you're playing the game without any of the accessibility features on. But were they hard because we were kids and we just weren't, you know, wrapping our brain around it? Um, I don't think I don't think this game was difficult to the point where people shouldn't try it. Because Mm -hmm. this is a game that, unlike some of the Dark Souls games, says, you know what? It is hard, and we've got some some options for you if if you run into walls. You can turn on a no stamina drain mode, which there's a feature in the game where if you run out of stamina, you take more damage. I think that's And are also slowed for a little bit. I I think that's clever, too. And so if you want to give yourself a little leg up, okay, well, you can turn the stamina drain off. And even if that's not enough... You can just turn on God mode, essentially, and it's mm-hmm. called no fail mode in this one where you won't lose health. You can get through the game. You can experience the story. I think that's a very valid mode to play in if, totally. you know, 100%. difficulty is hard, which it, I, it, it was. I ran up against walls. I had to use it for the final boss. <laughs> I, I truly did. I tried that final boss in earnest probably 100 times. I'm, I don't think I'm exaggerating. It felt like that many times. That one was wildly, I was very shocked. Until you just said the, do you think it was because you were a kid and those final bosses were hard? I, I was frustrated by it. I hated it. Mm-hmm. it. It was just like this, this, this is, you know, turning it up to 11 for almost no reason. It feels unwarranted for this boss where no other bosses have had this level of difficulty mm-hmm. to be here. Uh, but then... You put it into this perspective of nostalgia again. That's what we've come back to so many times about Tunic. It's about feeling like you're playing an old game. Yeah, and sometimes you just got to input the Konami code because it's just too hard. (laughs) Because it's just too hard. There have been a number of games that I played as a young child. In fact, I can tell you about Mega Man Battle Network. I famously would be able to get all the way to the end, mm-hmm. but never beat the final bosses. It was always the final bosses I had to have my friends help me out with in the Mega Man Battle Network series. Yeah. Final bosses Tunic. are hard. Final boss. It's hard. It's real hard. It feels that way so explicitly that this needs to be hard because you either need to cheat to win, have someone help you to win, or just not finish. 
And mm-hmm. that's all right, because that's how these games end sometimes. Sometimes there's just a game like that's too hard that you don't finish. I never finished Toy Story for the Super Nintendo. I never finished uh, Silver Surfer for the NES. Silver Surfer, damn. <laughs> Famously hardest game ever. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, that's one of the ones that classic nerds will list as, oh, yeah, you think video games are hard today? Play Silver Surfer. Not the Lion King? Uh, Lion King's up there, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen speed runs of the Lion King, and I'll tell you what, it is. Uh, speedrunners have a hard time because there's literally something that you have a 50% shot of getting fucked anyways, no matter what you do. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely random. You cannot predict how this one like animal moves and it will want it's all one hit KO. Uh-huh. So they have to like plan to lose a life. But sometimes if you plan to lose a life and don't lose a life, it fucks you up in a different way. <laughs> and then you lose a life anyways. That's funny. Speedrunners are wild. Speed what a great community. Shout out to speedrunners. Shout out to all the leftist speedrunners because it's a leftist ideology. It really is. Yeah. Fastest the, Mario. Fastest Mario or most sexual hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> You're a cuck, Sonic. <laughs> oh, people are people are wild on the internet. Oh yeah. Let's not start about that though. How's no. Tunic? Tunic? My god. I I, I kind of want to talk about the story. All right. I think it's a good time to begin begin the story. Uh you start off, you know, on a deserted island. Your little fox wakes up, and basically that's all you're given until you enter the golden door. Not golden door, but I don't know. It's a golden door. It's a big, giant golden door, yeah. It's a big, giant golden door, and then you go into the ethereal realm and you find the prisoner. Mom! Maybe. It looks like your mom. I mean, is it a woman? Is it a... It's just a person fox. It's just... Paternal figure. (laughs) It looks like a paternal figure. It looks like a parent. But the 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 figure trapped in this uh, what twenty sided dice? Yeah, dodecahedron. Dodecahedron is like reaching out, like help me, help me. So very clear, you got to go help release the thing, and you release this person by ringing the bells, right? By ringing the bells and then finding all the pieces. The yeah. three, the the three classic red green. You got to pick pieces. up R- RBG, yeah, RGB, and then. And then when you do that, it pulls the rug out from under you. Yeah, that this was the actual twist I thought was effective. When finding out, oh shit, this cr- creature called the air wants to kill your ass. Yeah, what? What? <laughs> you free this creature, and then you go back to the area where it was imprisoned, and there's nothing there. There's nothing at all. I was like, damn, what happened? Oh. Then I went to the sword chamber. Which you've you probably have been to the sword chamber before at this point in the game. Mm-hmm. Which prior to that, there was just this sword kind of in the center, chilling out, and it had a red, green, and a blue gem in it. And you're like, "Hey, I know those colors. That's the theme of the game. <laughs> that that's the colors. That's the colors that the game is made with." I point at red, blue, and green, and I say, "Hey, them's the colors." But after you freed the air, you go back to the sword room. And the air pushes your fucking shit in, and you die. <laughs> and you die. You just die. You're, you're dead now. And then you come back as a ghost. Which was a nice kind of twist. I was like, whoa, okay, this is different. 
I'm a dead now. The ghost stuff was rough, though, sometimes. It was, because when you're a ghost, you don't have uh, the stat boosts that you were able to give yourself prior to this. You could, uh, before fighting the air, find these uh, mushrooms and uh, herbs, and um, one of them is a fox statue that looks kind of like you. You could offer them, uh, along with a small fee, to increase your own powers. But when you're a ghost, you don't have those powers. It's it's kind of hard. You're not as fast. You're not as strong. You don't have as much health. And the cathedral is really hard. Oh, the cathedral was another moment for me that really just heart sinks. You explore <laughs> through the cathedral and you see these... Uh, um... Oh, speaking of the cathedral... That booklet map for the cathedral, what'd you think of that? Oh my god, that was such a good map. It was so weird and incomprehensible, but also understandable. Do you know do you know what it was styled after? No. Old school D and D maps from like oh, 1.0. What's that one specific There's that one cavern that uh Gary Gygax. Gary Gygax is his name? That's his name. That Gary Gygax made basically to kill his friends. Yes. Like the 100-floor dungeon or something. Exactly. Damn, you're right. <laughs> yeah, mutual a mutual friend, Clarity, pointed that out. Um, that was one of her favorite m- maps, uh, pages of the books, and areas to be. Yeah, that makes sense. It's it's a good one. I I really liked it. Except for the part where I had to fight six waves of enemies. And I got my ass rocked so many times. That was that was kind of a waking up a, an awakening moment for me, mm-hmm. um, and really exploring what the game has to offer. Uh, that was that was one where it was kind of like we've given you some tools up to this point. You're now tasked with um, remembering those tools and using them efficiently. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that part was great because I had to actually use all the random we- weapons and items I've collected that I never used before in that game. Yeah. I never used a fire rod until that fu- until I had to fight all the flying fairies. <laughs> My strategy for that was quite hilarious. It was rapid fire. Just <laughs> pew, 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 pew uh, between the shoot button and the target button. <laughs> and... It, it it worked. Yeah. It it it, it uh <laughs> it's pretty effective. I uh <sighs> fighting both of those stone knights though. Hell. Did you use did you use gun? You know what? Probably should have. Gotta use gun. I need the to game use gives gun. you a gun. The gun has four <laughs> bullets. They're really powerful bullets. <laughs> that gun I didn't use that gun in the end. It just was too much mana sink. Well, what you do is you take that gun mm-hmm. and then you take the uh, the well buff. I don't know what else to call those. That changes your health potions into mana potions. And then you just don't get hit. Got it. You know, I think you were smarter than me playing this game. That's the only way I was able to beat uh, the, the, the scavenger boss was with the gun. And the, health, the the mana potions. <laughs> you know, th- I probably would have had an easier time trying to do that too. <laughs> Damn. I, 
I guess I might be uh, poisoned still for my Elden Ring playthrough where I was just sword all the time going in. <laughs> Could be a little carryover from that, yeah. Just a, just we'll a, a slight hangover. <laughs> <laughs> so once you become, eth- uh, not ethereal, but what's the... Corporal. Once corporeal. You become corporeal, yes. Once you become corporeal again, then you have to fight the air. But you've been given the power of dash crazy fast. Oh, I love the dash, the blink dash. <laughs> there are a lot of staples in this game. Um, you get your hook shot. You get your, uh, you know, upgrade to sword. Mm-hmm. You get your um, fire rod. The way they introduce those staples are so good and so clever. And the way they uh, kind of lay the clues for them are even better because you're not quite sure. Like you assume, oh, there's all these hooks all over the place. I'm going to get a hook shot at some point. The hook shot is a magic orb that shoots magical tentacles. It's mm-hmm. so cool. It's it's just, it's creative. It's different. It's fresh. And then you'd then there's see, all of these. Oh, go ahead. Oh, and then you'd see all these like pages and items just kind of like sequestered. And it feels like you should be getting a jump button or something. And that's when you like, you get the dash eventually. And I was like, oh, so I'll be dashing and like blinking essentially just doing a little teleportation instead of doing like a hop we had the same thought i was like where's the double jump give me the double jump i gotta get it nope it's a sprint (laughs) it's sprint dash the sound effect for it is just perfect it's like this electric zap it just sounds so good yeah and especially if you turn on unlimited stamina you can just go all over the place i bet that was nice Then you fight the air, and uh, you had a hard time. I had a really hard time. How'd you Um, feel about the second form reveal? Yeah, I was really upset because (laughs) it's the only boss with two forms. I suppose you could argue that the six wave fight the six enemies in a row. That's... Nah. But no, no. This is like a hard boss. It chunks your health bar. Those swings, once you start dwindling, like all of the bosses have a mechanic where the less health it has, the more powerful it becomes. That was made apparent very early on in the game with the first boss. And cool, I'm here for that. Wait. What? You didn't realize that? That the bosses got stronger as you got their health lower? (laughs) I'm really bad at these things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all bosses had a half health animation, I noticed, and would just start attacking faster. I didn't notice they were attacking fast. I was like, ah, they're letting me know it's the halfway point. Neat. <laughs> no, they definitely became powerful too. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh. How did I beat this game? I don't know. Did <laughs> <laughs> uh, you beat it before me too, which is hilarious. I beat this game in three days, I think. I almost did. I got to the end in three days and then was like, wait, wait, I'm so close. I want to start savoring it. And then I savored it too long. And <laughs> Here we are. I'm a little bitter about coming to the end of it with the disconnect, but only just a little because I'm just happy to have played the game. It was so good. I didn't want to have to use the no fail mode. I didn't want to, but I reached the point where it was like, this is just frustrating. The game has... <laughs> The game has something built in for me mm-hmm. to get through this frustration. I'm just going to use it. It's it's hard kind of getting used to stuff like that. I, I was almost determined to do the golden path, 
just by myself, but then I realized I messed up real bad. I was like, I'm just going to look it up. I did have to look up one square of the Golden Path, too, so we're all, we're okay. Let's talk about that Golden Path reveal, because it does tie into the air. It does. It does. If you go ahead and beat the air, you get a game over screen, and mm-hmm. it tells you how many pages of the booklet you are missing. You also get a bummer of a game over like ending. A fucking real bummer of a game over ending. You get sealed into the dodecahedron. Yep. The the air is free to walk away and you, your little fox, get sealed again. Which makes bye the bye. one page uh, where it shows the little fox guy fighting the air make sense. Where it says that this battle has been fought countless times. Five countless times, yeah. Yep, so it's like, ah, clever. Like, replaying the game again, yes, but also this is just a trap cycle. <laughs> so then you're like, okay, it wants me to find all the pages. I wonder what that's about. You find this golden door, or not this golden door, but you find this massive door in a mountain. At first, it's unclear what you should do until you realize, oh shit, this is like a golden door. I have to input the directions. It's like in the manual. Oh. Yeah. And you realize that, oh, there's this rectangle or rectangle with a whole bunch of squares in it. And the squares have a number. And each number corresponds to a page in the instruction booklet. Where the path of the directional pads is hidden somewhere is on the hidden page. On the page, and I was, my was mind so was blown. <laughs> Such a cool! I was playing while Clarity was watching me uh, at, as I was trying to figure that out, and I was following your advice. I think you said just just spend some time looking at the page that has mm-hmm. the golden path and the mountain door. Just look at it. And I was, you know, that's cool art. The fox is sitting in front of the door with kind of a bummered face. So like, what am I supposed to do? I don't get it. Yeah, that fox was looks looking at the... heckin' stumped. <laughs> stumped as hell. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the grid like, okay, that's cool. You know, that's pretty cool. Big golden grid. Uh, it probably isn't the book, though, because the book isn't 55 pages long. I know that because I don't have 55 pages. It can't, <laughs> can't be that long. And I kept looking and I was like, wait a minute. Well, okay, I'm just going to humor myself and test the theory. Page nine is one mm-hmm. of the first numbers that would be obvious. Let's check out page, or not not page nine, I think it's 12. 12, yep. Page 12. One of the first things I saw when I turned to page 12 was this little square box. Mm-hmm. And inside the little square box were some golden lines. And I thought, huh, <laughs> no, no. Well, okay, well. Maybe. I'm going to follow that line. What's the next? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I completed everything up into the last square of the golden path. And was like, I'm, I've got it. I'm it. This is it. Whoa. Oh, hell yeah. I, um, I, th- this was the first time in a very long time I had to take notes on a piece of paper. An right? actual piece of paper. I, I drew out the rectangle and drew out every single square, had all the numbers in like the top left corner, and then just started doing the path. And I yeah. didn't realize, my stupid ass didn't realize that the like slashes in the middle that don't go all the way aren't just a red herring and they actually mean something. They mean something, yes. Yep, so I fucked up my entire golden path. <laughs> Oh, man. Not, I mean, not really. But no, really, I, though, because I didn't even draw them on there. Oh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> You're missing some key input information there. Yeah. So I just looked up the, I don't know, 60 
directional pad presses <laughs> code. That's what I looked ended up having to use because I couldn't figure out page nine, which yeah. is the second to last. Which coincidentally, page nine tells you about the save system and like loading your save file. Oh, loading that save file. <laughs> and I did, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to play around with that. What is this? You go to load instead of continue, and there's a second save file. I didn't play that save file. That's not I me didn't either. What's it's that doing there? It's got 300 hours on it. I haven't even owned this game for 300 hours. What the hell? So, what I couldn't put together was that that save file is in a space where you're supposed to follow. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it was a golden path. Yep. So I had assumed, I had it in my head that, okay, once I finish this map, <laughs> I load in that save file, and then I walk the golden path on this route. That's got to be it. Nope. No. Nope. It, There's uh, a line on the floor. That's the not golden it at path. All. That line is that last piece of the puzzle. You have to copy it into the final square, and there it is. It it is truly so cool. brilliant. I, <laughs> it's a tough secret too. It is. It's a pretty tough secret, and it's one you need to beat the game. Yes, to not beat the game, but to get ending B. I think the creator spoke that he doesn't see ending A or B as canonical, just different uh, choices. Okay. Well, I got them both because I, I just felt compelled to. Yeah, well, I definitely, after that bummer ending, I was like, there has to be a different ending that makes me feel better. Yeah. And so yeah. when you collect all the pages of the booklet, the last like cover page is A, a homage. Homage? Homage. Yeah, homage. <laughs> homage. <laughs> An homage to the uh, original Legend of Zelda booklet. It's the same gold. It's got red text. Yeah, it's perfect. It's literally a one-to-one copy, pretty much. And then there's a thank you page. Thank you for playing and collecting all of these. That also says, "Hey, you know, maybe you should share this knowledge with someone." And so immediately, I did first think. Did you? Did you immediately? Immediately, I went to the air. I went to the librarian and then was like, oh, that's right. I killed his ass. Yeah, you killed the librarian. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> Not there. Sorry. No enlightenment for you. So, but, yeah, I went yeah, to the air. To the air. And you can just show the air the instruction booklet and the air reads it. And then they turn back into a taller fox. Mom. <laughs> I said mom the whole time. (laughs) You really like read paternal. I just read like, honestly, I read it as a a princess in distress when I first saw the air. Oh, yeah. Like there's Zelda. I for sure got mom, especially when the second end credits roll. The first time, if you go for the A ending, which is defeat the air, you get this cool end credit scroll. It's kind of got somber music. It shows Mm -hmm. you little landscapes of, uh, of the game, little vignettes of... Um, some things here and there. One of them was like a TV set, which I thought was odd. There hasn't yep. been a TV set before. And there was another that was like a cliff that was just kind of empty. And Well, when you go for ending B 
and you complete it when the end credits roll it's you and mom you and mom are kicked mm-hmm. back in front of the tv watching watching stuff and oh yeah. the cliffside you got a lion in the water you're fishing and mom's got a sandwich she's eating having a nice little picnic it's yeah great. it's oh it's so adorable ending i'm like come on man ending v is the canonical ending v is canon oh it's i mean be. it's the it's the sweetest it's the it's just so cute and wholesome like hey yeah. everyone's happy and we're just we're enjoying life on this island. We did it. Yippee. <laughs> there is a third uh kind of puzzle what? to complete. It's not an ending. It doesn't lead oh. to an ending. Okay. But uh the fairies, did you find any fairies? Well, I had to find 10 for one of the pages. That is true. Which I looked up because fuck, I had no fucking clue about the fairies. There I are don't... twenty fairies in the game if you yeah. want to truly one hundred percent it. I did not get all twenty. I could not. There were some of those puzzles that I looked at, like you have to find the reflection and input the command. Did you do the reflection with... one? No, I did not. I looked it up. I because... did the reflection one legit. I am so fucking proud of you myself. You should be proud of yourself. My God, those were awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a you go into a room with water which is another clue that i thought was a clue towards oh you're going to get an item that helps you manipulate water which is not the case um but then i went in there and i stood and i was like wait a minute that looks like it's one of these holy cross input things and the reflection is rotating it's just constantly rotating counterclockwise and i was like this is it is oh my god and so I looked at it for a good 10 minutes, just watching the rotations, finding parallel lines, writing down on a piece of paper Jesus. how to put in the input. And I got it. I'm impressed. I am Thank truly you. impressed. Good job. That, uh, that really legitimately deserves an award because I could not figure that out. Did you get the windmill one? I couldn't figure no, out the windmill not at one. all. Um. I could not figure that one. Yeah, me either. And um, then there's a couple of li- just like codes that were written down in some of the notes mm-hmm. pages of the booklet. I didn't know what those went to. Neither did I. There's so many secrets to this game. I'm sure people will be talking about it years later. Very likely. Isn't the lead like a puzzle maker? <laughs> just escape rooms or something? So what he did for a uh, job was make uh, prop hunt games. Prop hunt games, yep. yes. So it very is very clear this man loves secrets. And hiding things. Very good at it, too. Very good. Um, do you have any last things you want to talk about before we head off into questions? Uh, we talked about design. We talked about creating familiar places, RBG, the booklet. I think we got through all of what I wanted to hit. I just wanted to hit one more thing. The shopkeeper. Yeah, the shopkeeper gets their own section, of course. Yeah. Uh, first, I thought the shopkeeper was an enemy. You walk into this windmill, most likely the first spot you'll find him, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you enter this like dark Pitch void black. realm. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this giant skeleton like comes out of the ground, and you. And very you're abruptly. just ready to fight. Yeah, very abruptly with kind of creepy music in the background. <laughs> and then items appear in front of him. <laughs> and he's the merchant. Yeah. Step right up. Spend some of those bits. Giant fox skeleton in a dark realm. And the merchant track is called My Favorite Customer. That's the name of the song that plays. <laughs> G- great name. So good. Good merchant. 
Very nice bow that they do. Very polite. Very polite. Doesn't say a word. Love them. Love them. The merchant is currently my lock screen <laughs> on uh, on my cell phone. I saw that picture. It's, it's pretty nice. Yeah, I really like it. Shout out to whoever artist did that. <laughs> shout out to random artists. I hope you're pleased with this shout out. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know, I don't know who did it. No, it's okay. We'll forgive you this one time. Only once. But I swear to God, you uncredit an artist again. It's the end for me! We're gonna fight! So who's asked us some questions this time around, Faden? Well, we actually have a lot of questions this time around, so we're going to have to um, rapid-fire through these, probably. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, the first set are from JCOM. First question on tunics or thoughts on the difficulty. In my own opinion, it's way too hard. Um, it is pretty hard. It is. But it's thankfully, hard. accessibility mode, highly recommend. We mentioned that before, though. Yeah, the accessibility mode is there. You are allowed to use it. Feel no shame. Enjoy the game. Yeah. Then they ask, how did you find the sheer number of secrets? Um, were there too many that it took away from the game? I think the game is just based around secrets. I think, yeah, that's almost the point of the game. Yeah, so I, I really, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed the fact it was about that. Me too. It made me feel smart when I found one. Mm-hmm. It's just a good little feeling, just finding all these constant secrets. And what was your most nostalgic moment playing Tunic? Oh, that's a hard question. That is very hard. Probably, honestly, when I had to... No, the most nostalgic moment was um, the notes page of the booklet because there's a cute little doodle of the main character in the notes page of the booklet. And that's yep. something that I used to do is just either use the notes page of the game booklets or doodle in them. And you don't get to do that anymore because games don't come with booklets. They're all digital. They're all digital. I, uh, hmm. Most nostalgic moment. This is hard. It is. Honestly, getting the sword. Yeah. That felt very nostalgic. Just getting the sword for the first time in Zelda. Yeah, that's a good moment. It brings you right back. Yes, it does. And their final question is, how badly do you wish Tunic was on the Switch? <laughs> you mean it's not? It's not. Well, that's criminal. It's kind of wild. I really wish it was. Yeah, it, it would be great for it. This next question comes from... Annabelle Lee Omens? Yes. Which is a great name. 
How much did other game play experience help or hinder your exploration and play in Tunic? <laughs> I think because we had that experience of playing these old games, it helped us a lot. I, I think so. It's almost it's almost to our benefit. Yes. One thing I was talking about, I think while I was playing, I don't know if I was talking to you or someone else, but I was lamenting on how a former roommate of mine would complain about the way I play games. The way I play games is to check every corner, regardless of the game I'm playing. Just look around, see for what what might be hidden. There could be little secrets that the developers have left. Well, I was doing that in, uh, oh, I don't remember which game. We'll say Division 2, a co-op looter shooter. And this roommate was just going like, come on, you're falling behind. You keep getting distracted by all these secrets. <laughs> but yeah, secrets. but I'm, I'm finding secrets. Like, here's a hidden chest you didn't see. <laughs> That's why this game's great. Just bam, secrets after secrets. Yeah. It, it very much encourages the uh, go left mentality instead of yes. going right. <laughs> <laughs> I saw uh, an internet webcomic recently someone had doodled out uh, of like a, a son watching the father play the game and the father spawns into the world for the first time and immediately turns around and walks into a wall and there was nothing there the wall wasn't there and the kid goes dad why'd you even do that and the dad says because son one time once I played a game and there was something behind me and now just to be sure Every time I play a game, I'll check just in case. Yep, that's me. That's me, me in a nutshell. 100%. Game devs, you give us neuroses. <laughs> this next question comes from The Traveler. I don't know if anyone else cares, but are we all at all excited for the KOTOR remake? I haven't read enough to know um, if it's big news or not. Might be a fun topic to chat about on the pod. And honestly... I don't know. You're not a KOTOR person. You haven't played it, right? I missed the boat on it. I mean, here's the thing about the KOTOR remake. It's kind of weird it's being remade because you can literally buy it on any system. Yeah. That's... You can buy it on your phone. Aren't aren't all of them pretty readily discri- distributed? Yep. I am tentatively excited in the sense that it would be cool to have a modern RPG Star Wars game, but... It doesn't need to be a KOTOR remake. Just, just make, make Co- a new, yeah. Just make a new Knights of the Old Republic. Just make the third one. So that's my opinion on that. <laughs> you meatbag. Um, Amundi asks, what are your biggest hopes for the gaming industries and games at large for the remainder of 2022? Whew. That's an open-ender. For me, it's more unionization. The uh, Ravensoft union uh, vote was very encouraging and i am glad they are unionizing good good news do you have any hopes um dreams i hope that we get f-zero news that'd be great i'd love <laughs> f-zero news that's my hope <laughs> we're gonna be hoping real hard yeah yeah <laughs> get nothing for it <laughs> nothing at all um then they ask do you foresee relief in pricing and st- and stock for GPU for consumers. No. In your opinions, what factors would offer the most relief? The crash of the Bitcoin market. Yeah. The, I, the, the real crash. I think right now that is probably going to be the biggest thing that will affect how, who gets GPUs. Yeah. 
All right. Next one is a question that is asked in sarcasm from Dr. Beppis. What was the best part of Dr. Strange and how do you think you'll define cinema for a generation? Oh, that's on you. I haven't seen it. Well, I only am answering this question because while it is sarcastic, they have the hash uh, S after it. First of all, the best part of Doctor Strange is when Wanda looks at Doctor Strange and says, I'm not a monster. I'm a mother. It's really funny and a really dumb line, but I think it works. But not I think I'm the only person who laughed in the theater because <laughs> it. it was just like a ridiculous, like kind of a Sam Raimi monster thing to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it will define cinema for a generation in one of the worst ways possible. I keep thinking about this um, uh, one person who tweeted out the screenings for an AMC theater in New York City. Where, and like there was one every 15 minutes. Yeah, 75 of their screens were dedicated to Doctor Strange 2. And I think uh, that's what's going to define cinema is pushing out all films, but these fucking big like Marvel superhero. That's a big Star worry. Wars nonsense. So that's how I think it will define cinema. Not in a good way. What theater do I get to watch my uh, indie darling films in? None. Aww. You get to watch those on streaming, maybe. Okay. <laughs> uh, Edgelord Jake, in the same vein, asked, do you think the Tunic universe is MCU canon since the multiverse is technically infinite? Sure. Okay. Okay. And we have another question from Suzor. Suzor asks great questions. Suzor always asks great questions. Okay. I'm going to choose this one. Any fun games you're looking forward to that are coming out by the end of the year? Thirsty Suitors. Thirsty Suitors, yes. That game, everyone should look at it, check it out, pay attention to it. Skateboarding, RPG, uh, fighting your exes. Fighting game. your exes game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh, it looks like a better Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> it, it does, <laughs> 100%. Because <laughs> you actually get, it's your exes, not, you it's, know. Just... It's Scott Pilgrim without the gaslighting. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, this is also my recommendation to actually read the scott pilgrim comic which is way better and acknowledges how much of a shitty immature human scott is <laughs> yeah i should do that okay so she uh also asked another question comments on games that require more purchasing to play fully i think this is a reference to uh like games that you have constant microtransactions to do Mm-hmm, keep mm-hmm. going do we have any thoughts on those i'm I, I mean on the one hand i'm not a fan of spending money repeatedly but on the other hand part of me hopes that means these game developers are getting more money for their efforts double-edged sword really yeah but have you played a game like that um i'm trying i'm really trying hard to think of an example your mech arena battle game what's that one what was that one robot game you showed me on my a phone yeah that's a oh, game. Ba- yeah that is a game bot world adventure <laughs> yeah bot world I, adventure bot world adventure i bought a season pass in that and i got it to the level that i wanted to and the six dollars that i spent on it i felt justified i went back to try it again mm-hmm. um and it just it didn't capture the same light anymore, I guess. I don't I don't know. 
I think that's kind of the biggest problems with these games, right? For a moment, they'll capture you, and if they're not going to totally extract funds from you, they kind of just peter out. It's really yeah. weird. And I think another thing, as someone with uh, ADHD, ADD, one of those, I don't remember what my official diagnosis was way back when. <laughs> Maybe I should get re- re-diagnosed. <laughs> that, uh, <clears throat> that, that feels very on brand (laughs) (laughs) as someone with (laughs) the attention span of a gnat i don't play just one game like i i don't i don't commit to anything enough to be a games as a service player one Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and that's perfectly fine yeah i uh i have one that i will never promote because i completely wrestle with that in the concept of I, I i feel like i can't talk about these games in a way because i'm afraid of getting someone who might have the triggers to lose all their money to said game that's the thing i worry most about them is them hunting for whales you have written a good piece about that i think uh oh, and no. if someone's curious they could probably read it yeah i'll put it in the show notes it's about the game i don't really want to talk about and that's fine because you should read the piece about it and why I don't want to talk about it much. And then make your own opinions. Make your own opinions. I'm really happy that we could both tactfully <laughs> avoid promoting that game. Yes. <laughs> and now we're promoting it in our podcast, kind of. Not really. <laughs> kind of. We're, we're not. We're not. I highly recommend nobody get into these games. But I can't say I'm perfect. Gambling is dangerous. Look, If you or a loved one suffers from gambling addiction... Call the gambling hotline. It's somewhere. I mean, as joking as this is, it's also, you know, like legit. That yeah. It does suck. It is hard. Dower turn. My God. Bummer. <laughs> Not Suzor's fault. Not at all. Nope. Just the nature of the beast. Just the nature of the beast. The games made under Empire. Speaking of games made under Empire, what are we playing next month? (laughs) I'm so glad you asked, Faden. Next month, we will be playing the single greatest string of code put together by mankind. We will be playing... Oh, Marvel's The The Avengers. (laughs) Yes, Sony's Marvel's Square Enix's The Avengers. Sony's? I forget. Whose was it? It's Square Enix made by Crystal Dynamics. Speaking of live service games, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they just shut that one down? No. That we can't get into the Embracer group buying uh Crystal Dynamics and Adios Montreal. That's just a lot. Oh, okay. Different <laughs> podcast. Different different podcast, different day. But uh we will be playing Ocarina of Time, the greatest game ever made. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to it's it's a video game. I, I've gotten through the first dungeon so far, and it's a video game. How long did it take you to get through the first dungeon? Probably like in 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's not that long of a first dungeon. I've played a Zelda. You've played a Zelda. Not this one, really, which is you, We played a Zelda this month. We just finished talking about it. Oh, Zelda. yeah, we just played a Zelda. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're playing Ocarina of Time, and it should be an interesting... Uh, a podcast. Be on the lookout for that. We'll have two special guests. Indeed we will. Other Zelda fanatics. And that brings us to, uh, 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 I guess, Plug Zone. Do you have anything you want to promote? 
Anything you're working on? What am I working on? I'm not working on too much at the moment. Anything in your life you just want to shout out? Shout out Warhammer 40k. <laughs> Thinking about you. Thinking about you. Haven't haven't committed much time to it since I've been moving. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, I think this weekend I'm gonna start doing a little bit more of that. I haven't seen you. The painting. I haven't texted you, but I'm thinking about you. Think, thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my thing I would like to promote is uh, I will also include in the show notes two articles. So that'll be a grand total of three. Oh, my God. So much. Uh, one is my thing about Tunic and how it uses nostalgia. If you want to get my more intricate thoughts. Oh, yes. And uh, a different way I kind of look at it. Then I'm also releasing probably my longest thing I've written about any one piece of media. <laughs> they really did it to you. <laughs> they, Doctor Strange 2 really did it to me. And uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's 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 going to be something. This is, this is the piece that stirs the internet. Good. This is the me finally kicking the beehive, I think. I can't wait. Perfect. So now, I guess now we go into our um, listless ending, where we have no clue how to end this podcast. We We could say goodbye. We could say goodbye? To each other or to the audience? Why not both? Well. We don't have to say goodbye to each other. Oh. Because I'm just going to text you after this. Or like chat after we hit end record. Yeah. I, okay, so okay, I think go- we should say goodbye to the audience. Okay. Like, do I address them in the uh, royal sense? The, yes, yes. The audience is royalty, after all. How do I do that? I asked the question, but I don't know how to do that. To each of thee, O grandeur and legion, who legendarily listens to our luxurious lamenting, uh, we thank you and wish you an evening or afternoon, or morning, or maybe it's the middle of the night. I'm not sure. Whatever it is, we wish you. So fancy and royal just means alliteration, yeah? Yeah. <laughs>